0: Hey, to all my female baggage droppers out there, I have a question for you. Do you like gold or silver? Well, at Breanne & Company Jewelry Store, you can find anything that you like. That's right. Breanne & Company is a jewelry boutique that has durable, minimalist jewelry. She uses genuine pearls, local shells and sea glass, natural gemstones, and of course, precious metals. And these are all quality handcrafted designs by Breanne Light herself. Go and visit her at her website, brianneandco.com or go to her Instagram. That's always popping at Brianne and Company. Thanks, Brianne. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all of my baggage droppers around the world. Welcome to another episode of the dropper the drop your baggage podcast with me, your host, the self-talk engineer, Charles Wolfork, And this is where we talk to people that are dope that can bring you hope and teach you a technique that can help you cope. And if you are on a YouTube or facebook platform please consider hitting the like and subscribe uh, button and if you're on the podcast platform give a brother five stars and leave me some feedback now this right here i have an outstanding guest right here that i have been excited to chat with right here on the drop your baggage podcast dr janet taylor now dr janet she grew up in north carolina and was an opera singer who toured the world and went to places such as Germany, Italy, France, and London? She is an advocate of healing and change in so many different ways and a two time cancer survivor. Two time cancer survivor. That's right. Kicked cancer's butt twice. And she is a beautiful life revival coach. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you Dr. Janet Taylor. What's up, Hi. girl?
1: I just want to say, wait, I got five stars for you right there. <laughs> five stars. Five
0: stars. <laughs> you are a five star chick yourself.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Oh Thank my you.
0: gosh. Thank Thank I, I, like, with
1: awesome.
0: the way that we met and everything, of course, through our connection with Brandy, but yes. just like in our conversation, we got real real fast. <laughs> now, your your amazing journey of ascent, of like uh, struggles and ascension is so fascinating. So we can go ahead and kick it off with, wh- you can walk me through where you were and where you are now today.
1: Great. Yeah. So, wow, it's been 41 years of life. So like, I'm just happy to like be where I am now. My upbringing was not awesome. Uh, but, you know, I think a lot of us have a similar story, you know, parents doing the best that they can, you learn rough patterns, you make it through high school, you survive horrible relationships, but my horrible relationships kept continuing. Um, and I couldn't quite see like what the pattern was, why this was kept happening to me. It was just, you know, trauma after trauma, after trauma. And then, you know, my first diagnosis with cancer in, gosh, I think it was in my master's degree 2009. And it was, um, terrifying because at that point in time I was in a relationship where the man I I told him, I was like, you know, unfortunately this is my diagnosis. And he was like, you're lying. I don't want anything to do with that. I'm like two, two big things back to back. And I'm like, oh my God, like you, I'm coming to you for support and you can't give that to me. So that was hard living through that. And I ended up leaving him and, um, Getting married to the very next man that walked into my life that I had, you know, been friends with in college, and ten years later, um, kicked cancer twice through that relationship, and ten years later, I find myself facing the end of a an emotional and, you know, just not physical, but an emotionally abusive marriage, and it sort of was pulled right out from under me, and I didn't even know. What was happening, got a a text message and a quick phone call that he wanted a divorce. And then eight weeks later, it's over and Mm -hmm. I'm done and I'm on my own. And then COVID hit. Uh, So all of this, you know, together and then COVID hits. And in the time where I need support and guidance the most, the entire world shut down. Um, So I turned to my faith and I turned to psychology and my therapist's. And sort of decided that the common denominator is me. And if there's an issue that needs to be fixed, it very well might be mine. Um, So I spent a lot of time, you know, sort of navigating through my emotional well-being and the holes that I had in my psyche and how can I build myself up from the inside to make my life the beautiful life that I thought I always had. Um and that's sort of how I came up with the name for my uh life coaching business is beautiful life revival because I thought I had a beautiful life. I had a husband, I had a house, I had a business, I was teaching, I was singing, I was doing wonderful things and I lost everything in the blink of an eye. And now the life that I have is beautiful because it's mine. Mm. And I built it and everything in it is really and truly because of me. And I'm proud of where I am, and that's kind of my, in a nutshell, little blurb.
0: <laughs>
1: Ta-da! That's the that
0: is it, it's it's a cr- it's a crazy story. Okay, so let's go back. What did you get your master's in?
1: Uh, my master's is in voice performance and pedagogy, and I have a minor in foreign language and music theory.
0: Okay, and then you get when it you got your doctorate degree. What made you want to get your doctorate?
1: Um. There are a couple of reasons.
0: All right.
1: No one in my family has one. And I just wanted to say <laughs> to all of them. because I- No. Um, and I knew that. So I was auditioning for opera companies. And mm-hmm. at the time, everyone was auditioning for opera companies. And being a dramatic soprano, being a big voice um There are a million of us. I mean, we are a dime a dozen. So basically they told me, they were like, you know, if you had more education, if you had a doctorate, you'd be at the top of the list. So I went and I got my doctorate. And then they were like, oh, you're actually too good now. Um, My voice is too big to put on stage with other voices. And I get that. I have a huge voice. um, And I have a huge presence on stage. So it just became difficult then for me to get cast as well and to, to find an agent. So, you know, when I... I had to work hard to sing and I traveled, you know, on my own, not with an agency Um, and it was fun. And I learned a lot, but then I also thought, you know, at some point I want to teach. And if I get my doctorate at the university of Iowa, I will be able to teach because they teach you how they don't Mm. just give you a certificate and Hey, you can sing pretty, which is what most people do. They're like, Hey, not only can you sing pretty, you can speak all these languages and we know that you know how to teach. So they wouldn't have let me graduate without that. And I wrote a textbook. As my dissertation. Yeah.
0: Congratulations. What is your textbook called?
1: I'll get it. Hold
0: on. Well, yeah, for sure. So cool.
1: I only have like 10 copies of it sitting here. <clears throat> it's beautiful.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It is called <clears throat> A Pedagogical Guide for Extended and Extreme Vocal Techniques Used in Contemporary Classical Vocal Music. That and at is... the time, my oh, no. name was Janet Ziegler, uh-huh. but yeah, so it's basically, I put together lots of vocal exercises to teach people how to sing the weird stuff that we're required to sing in contemporary classical music. <laughs> so I had a lot of fun. I drank a lot of wine.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I, I ate enough Cheetos to kill somebody. That, that basically I, I ate Cheetos and drank red wine for two years. Wrote a textbook, got published. It's awesome. Like, I'm really proud of myself for that. Um, and then, yeah, so got my got my doctorate. I'm super proud of being a doctor. And I actually made my dad call me doctor daughter for like a year. <laughs> um, so much so that he didn't speak to me for like six months. He was like, I'm sick of calling you doctor. I'm like, well, I've called you dad for like 38
2: years.
1: <laughs> but, I feel like you can call me doctor for just a little bit longer. Yeah. Like no, I'm over it. I'll I'll talk to you when you're over this.
0: So, <laughs> so you get your doctorate. You learn that I'm you're too.
1: Doctorate.
0: You you li- you learn that you're too good, and yet you still toured the world. And you said you toured the world on your own.
1: On my own, yeah. So I wasn't sponsored through an agency. Like I would, you know, I auditioned as a free agent and went and traveled. And this was all through my doctorate, um, and it was great. So those ten years were wonderful. Um, I traveled a lot. I sang a lot. Um and I enjoyed I enjoyed getting to know other cultures but then when I, I when I came home and had to live with my husband I realized oh um I don't I don't think this is going to work. Yeah. <laughs> like it just wasn't, you know, we didn't we should have been friends. We should have mm-hmm. stayed.
2: Mm-hmm. It, had we
1: just stayed friends we would still be best friends. Mhm. And He's a percussionist. We I mean, we traveled together to Thailand to perform and to teach. And it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Thailand is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great.
0: So like you had nailed the he- uh, you-, you hit the nail on the head with you saying like things aren't going to work and-, and you need to change. Because when I went through my divorce, I um, I got a message from her and the creator. Uh, it-, it said, like, you know, if you don't change, then you're going to continue to attract the same person. Right. And I had to change and become the person that I wanted to or I needed to become to attract the person of my dreams. How did you change in order to stop attracting these men that you were attracting?
1: Oh, that's that that's like the question right there. I ha- I realized um, after I got divorced, I went through what my friends call a, a hoe phase, <clears throat> which I think any of have been divorced. <laughs>
2: You
1: it. Uh, <laughs> and I realized I was attracting the same type of man because I was putting myself out there as somebody who was up for anything mm-hmm. but I wasn't actually I had boundaries I had standards and I had a better sense of myself and self-respect than I was actually showing people mm-hmm. so I started looking at what are my hard boundaries and what are my soft boundaries and what are things like, even though these relationships, uh, you know, some of them were just physical. I'm like, what are things that I'm not going to stand for? Yeah. Oh, so, be- because before I was like, are you cute? I'm cute. Do you want to buy me dinner? I got to eat. Like.
0: Yeah, I got, I got to eat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, I like food. hmm. But then I started, I started looking at the qualities of people that I wanted in my life and the Mm -hmm. qualities that I wanted to exude. How, how can I become that person? Like, how can I become the person I want to date? Because when it's all said and done at the end of the day, I'm the one I'm coming home to. So if I don't have boundaries, morals and standards, how Mm -hmm. can I expect anyone to be attracted or like anyone I attract to have those things? So, you know, I have my political views are, are you know, are very important to me. My mm-hmm. religious views are very important to me. I'm not going to invite someone into my life that can't appreciate and understand and share my faith. And I realized in my nine and a half year marriage, in my four year relationship before that, and my six year relationship before that, I had never let any of these men know how important my religion was to me and my faith more mm-hmm. than anything.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so once I came to terms with that I think I cried for a week like every day all day realizing that the the person who loves me the most has always been here for me mm. and I've turned my back and that was huge for me just to you know re reinvite my my faith and my belief system back into my life so I don't stand for racism or you know um misogyny and things like that anymore so when someone tells me that like oh you're pretty but you shouldn't speak because you're a woman I'm like well I have no room for you in my life Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have friends of all races colors beliefs and I have lots of friends who are Buddhist and a man that I recently dated was like well I I can't date anyone that's not Catholic and I don't believe that there's any other religion other than Catholicism and I said well you know, that I'm a Presbyterian. He goes, yeah, but you're cute. So I can forgive you.
2: <sighs> Dang.
1: I was like, dude, next, like I'm done. I'm done dating men that I know that I wouldn't bring home to my parents.
0: Mm-hmm. So like, that's,
1: that sounds.
0: that's, that's a huge part though. So what you had mentioned about having this spiritual part of you, making sure that it's an important part of a relationship. Um, your, your relationship with the creator, you know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm not the most religious person in the world by any means. However, I definitely have a a great relationship with the creator and, and, uh, knowing that it, what I believe in is respected. And at times even like the, the, there's an appreciation for what I have too, uh, my, my relationship with um, the universe and the creator, you know, it's a big part because it's it all comes together as a, a piece of me and a piece of you. So, like, now that you have reestablished this relationship with the creator, how has that helped you within your life as well?
1: Oh, man, it brings such a peace. And my friends who don't get it just don't get it. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing I can do do to explain that. And they think, I mean, and my dad is a, a preacher, but it's, it's more than that. It's not the religion that I'm tied to. It's the universe. And the fact that we are all one in some way, we are all here together to act as one. And there are still days where I'm lonely, you know, because I don't have that other physical person here next to me that I'd love to like run to at the end of a rough day and be like, mm. Oh my God, I need a hug and a bottle, excuse me, glass of wine. But I don't, I don't have that physicality, but what I have is the understanding that if I put something out into the universe that I need, it will become manifested. Mm. It will happen mm-hmm. as long as with positive intent I ask for these things specifically, it will come. And when those things started happening, I started to believe even more that I am not here alone. And that was peaceful. I can sleep at night knowing that there's something watching out for me. Like, yeah, bad, bad things happen. You know, and bad things happen to good people and bad people. I'm not saying that if you believe in like the one almighty God, nothing bad's going to happen to you. But you can have a peace in knowing that there's always somebody to turn to and there's always somebody to ask for help, whether it's a physical person or not. And I mean, my the church that I'm a part of, I'm their musician and their youth director. They have supported me through everything. And I never I never physically asked. I asked the universe to bring me something to support me through this. And all of a sudden the church was like, hey, we need you to be our youth minister. Now I have all these kids and their families and the entire church and this whole community that checks on me mm-hmm. now that makes sure every day that I have somewhere to eat dinner, that I have friends that, you know, if, if I need anything, they're there. Yeah. It's like a, a new family, you know, and it's one that I want.
0: Yeah. I mean, and I think that's what you asked the universe for in the first place is to extend your, extend their family.
1: Yeah. Cause my family's down in North Carolina and it's mm-hmm. not like, if I called my mom today and said, "Hey, I broke my leg," she can't be here in 15 minutes.
0: Yeah, because you live in Toledo now.
1: Yeah, I'm in Ohio. Yeah, I'm all I'm about 600 miles away mm-hmm. from my mama, and about five from my dad, who's actually going to be here tonight. I'm so excited that he's Oh,
0: here. that's awesome! As I know. <laughs>
1: That'll be cool. But but it you know it's wonderful knowing that there are there are people here if I need them. <laughs>
0: So let's go back to this shift, this change, though, like this shift and change in your mindset, like talk me or or walk me through how you made this shift, like step by step. What, what, What were the days like? What did you do specifically?
1: When I get up in the morning, I so I have this like I belong to this website, the Daily Om. And it just spits out. They're not even affirmations, but it's like little articles like you're not alone, blah, blah. And it's like a paragraph about, you know, shit sucks right now, but you're going to get through it. You're not alone. Yeah, whatever. So I read that. I have a silent cup of coffee. I journal for half an hour right over there by that window, Mm -hmm. that swivelly chair. Um, And I pray. Mm -hmm. And for several days, that would end up in me just falling into a ball of tears and frustration with like, wow, how did this happen to me? Mm-hmm. And then I started reading books about trauma bonding and um, understanding like your relationship patterns and how you got there. And the book that changed it for me the most was Buy Yourself the Fucking Lilies by Tara Schuster. I don't know if you've read it. No, book. Oh, my God. <laughs> But it made me realize that if I want something, I have to go get it. And if I want change, I have, to, I have to work. I have to make this happen. So I started to see my therapist more frequently. I started asking my friends to be very honest in their feedback of me. And I, I did, you know, for weeks, I would meet with my friends. And I'm like, I need you to tell me honestly your opinion of me. Am I the asshole that I think that I am? And some of them were pretty honest and it hurt. And they were like, you can be abrasive because you just have no filter. But we also know that you're loving and empathetic and that you care, yeah.
2: but there's gotta
1: be a way. So I just started to change the way that I talked to myself based on the feedback I was getting that I wouldn't wake up in the morning and be like, you're alone because you're miserable, you know, or you're miserable because you're alone and nobody's gonna love you because you've been through a divorce and clearly you're a horrible person. It became a change of I'm in the process of becoming a better person mm. and I've made mistakes, but I've already made them. Yeah. So I don't have to make them again. And if I do, it's okay.
0: Yeah. The, and then,
1: I'm sorry. Yeah,
0: go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't I, mean it to interrupt.
1: March of this year, I made a huge mistake and it actually prompted me to stop drinking. Um, I went out and I got, pretty obliterated. And I went home with a man I had no business going home with. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was a professional student of mine. And it could have ruined my reputation. Like it could have ruined everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And two days later, I called him. I'm like, listen, I, I don't know what happened. I have no idea what happened. And it made me realize that I was surrounding myself with people that were just like the people I was trying to get away from. So I had to make this huge break in the people that I surrounded myself with. So, I mean, it's kind of like you see people go through Facebook and they're like, I'm gonna delete all my friends that don't respond, blah, blah, blah. In about two days, I completely eliminated an entire friend group and I didn't tell them, but they have never reached back out to me ever. So it was like, cool, you didn't want me in your friend group anyway, except that I was fun, drunk and pretty. And, you know, I'm still pretty and I'm still fun. I just don't drink anymore. And that's all like, that's the only time you wanted me around. Um, And since then, you know, the friends and the people that I invite into my life are so much better for me. And I feel like we have a good, I don't know. It's a true friendship. They're Mm -hmm. not just my friends when I want to go party. And that was a huge shift for me.
0: Mm -hmm. So, the difference was introspection. Um, like you know, like you said, affirmations. Oh yeah. The the positive mindset that you like were consuming all the time, or the the positive words that you were consuming all the time. So prayer in your relationship spiritually with the, the creator. And you said journaling as well, correct?
1: Oh, journaling, yeah. And I journal every day often. Yeah. There, there are times when I am like out running errands and I have to stop, and be like, okay, you're clearly thinking about something. Yeah. So I normally have, I think I have one of them with me. Yeah. I have these. They're just little one dollar mm-hmm. Walmart journals. And yeah. I have them in every room of the house. I have them in my car. I have them in all of my offices. Mm-hmm. And they travel with me so that if I need to write something down, even if it's just a thought that I know I want to process later.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I, like I keep them with me all the time.
0: Introspection and self-awareness is so key. It's so- it's it's huge. Because once you're aware of the thoughts that you're thinking, then you can and and you see yourself spiraling down, or you see yourself thinking a thought that you really don't like that isn't in alignment with who you truly are and right. what, your, what your spirit is really saying or wants to communicate into the universe. Then you can go ahead and shift that, you know. But it's, it takes a bit of self awareness, and you can yeah. get that so, uh, self awareness through introspection, um, and through and one of the best ways is through through journaling. In the long run,
1: well, in my so one thing that I think I told you in our last conversation, but maybe not, but in January of 2020, I tried to commit suicide. Mm. Um, and there are times where I think back to what I was thinking that day,
2: mm-hmm.
1: how I got there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I thought, shit. like, that's the, one of the darkest times of my life. Mm-hmm. And that was the only solution I had.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I journal about that often, and and I really think about the people I could have called then versus if I were feeling that way now, the people that I could call. I had nobody that I trusted, Mm. not even my ex-husband, not my family. The friends that I had, I didn't trust would be there. And if I had those thoughts today, I have this army of people that I love, that I know love me, that would help me. And just I mean, that was a year. And what is it? October? Mm -hmm. So it was a year and 10 months ago. And my entire life is different because of becoming more self-aware and thinking, you know, and stopping these thought patterns when they happen. Um, And if you were ever to go grocery shopping with me, it's quite funny because grocery shopping is an event. I only go (laughs) once a month. I don't like to do it. But there are times I'm there for quite some time, but I was there a few days ago and had my my AirPods in. I was listening to some music, but Mm -hmm. negative thoughts started to come into my mind. And I just stopped like in the middle of the aisle. I'm like, and out loud, I'm still listening to me. There are people everywhere. I'm like, absolutely not, Dr. Taylor. (laughs) Absolutely not. This is not a thought that you have ever had before or a thought that you need to have again. So if you need to write it down, write it down. But this is not you. Yeah. And people were looking at me like I was crazy. I'm like, have a great day. So I did. I pulled out my journal. I wrote the thought down and I came home and I thought about it. And I'm like, okay, I'm, it's it's just a day. It's just a thought. And I don't have to get stuck in it.
0: Mm. How much more of a peace do you have within yourself oh, now, now that this shift has happened within you?
1: A lot. I mean, I would say... I I can't imagine feeling the way I did back in January of 2020 ever again with the shift that has happened. Of course. Um, Knowing that I have let a lot go, I have let some hurt go, and I've forgiven myself for some of the hurt that I have, you know, put on to other people. Yeah. That's been a huge shift, you know, and that there's still more. I mean, I know that I'm not completely at peace with myself, but Mm -hmm. I'm hopeful. I will
0: be. Well, that's that's a that's a great way way to segue because you've ran into the right person. Uh, because here on the Drop Your Baggage podcast, we talk to people that are dope that can give you hope and teach you a technique that can help you cope. And it's it's just you have shifted from one course to a totally different course in the span of about a year or so, and you have just manifested. Uh, a miracle and like expediting your their journey for peace and i'm so blessed i feel so blessed to be on this uh be a part of this journey so shout out to brandy uh and um just thank you again for showing up for your divine appointment to uh so on the drop your baggage podcast we go through the mental and emotional release process it's a a, pro- uh, a process for um it's a process it's a neurolinguistic programming process, I should say. Excuse me. And um, if you, if you all out there listening would like to hear more about neurolinguistic programming and actually experience it, go to charleswolfwork.com. You can fill out a form in the very beginning, and you can have an opportunity to talk to me uh, for a free session. Um, and I wanted to let you know, Dr. Janet Taylor, that I am not a psychologist. I am not a psychiatrist. I am not a therapist. I am not a counselor not a social worker. I'm not any of that stuff that has labels, titles and a bunch of education behind it. I am just, well, not just, but I am a person that gives an alternative to all those wonderful methods, but it's quite effective. Um, I, and today you said you wanted to let go of your fear of success. Now, why did you want to let go of this fear of success?
1: Well, and when we were talking, you know, I say fear of success because I know, I mean, I have a doctorate. I'm smart. I'm capable of more than I am seeing in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like when good things are right on the brink, like I can see them, I can taste them, I can smell them. I self-sabotage so that I can't get there. Um, For instance, the night before a big audition, the last thing I should do is drink. And I do almost every time and i don't know where that what that behavior comes from i don't know if it's that i'm afraid to succeed or am i afraid to fail and realize that i just wasn't good enough then
0: so you just said three things that are on the list remember the list that i that i showed you oh, yeah i remember you that you just list. said three three different things you said the fear of success which i think that we can throw that out the window right now it's not the fear of success All right. but the fear of failure and i'm not good enough those okay. two right there are quite prevalent right now okay. with what you're saying so tell me more
1: um wow and i think that thought is always in the back of my mind that i'm not good enough in a conscious moment yeah. like today i know that i'm good enough yeah what, it, what I need to, what I want to understand is that the universe is probably protecting me from a situation that I'm not ready for.
0: Time out, pr- time out, probably, in. probably protecting you.
1: is, protecting <laughs> me from something that I am either, that I should, a situation that I shouldn't be in, whether I'm ready or not, has nothing to do with it. But the universe is protecting me and I need to trust that and I don't yet. And that's the part of the journey. That's sort of where I have this. What what am I afraid? Of? If I fail at something, does it mean that I'm not good enough? Or does it mean that it's just not the right situation?
0: Touche. So you How don't it, yeah. so wait a second. Let me let me just gain some clarity. You're not are you saying that you drinking is the universe acted upon that good situation? Enough.
1: That's, that's me trying okay. to prevent the universe from doing what it needs to do. That's me being a control freak and saying, OK, I can't control whether I succeed or not, right. but I know how to I know how to fail.
0: <laughs> we all do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally understand what you're saying. So, yeah, it's that it's that that limiting belief that I'm not good enough.
1: Yeah. And if if I have done something to make sure that I fail, then I might be good enough but I'll never know because I'm not going to let it happen. So I'm self-sabotaging to make sure that I'm controlling some part of this situation. And I don't need to do that.
0: How did you become so self-aware or not self-aware, but when did you, when did you come aware, become aware of, of you're doing this to yourself?
1: Um, early last year after spending 18 weeks with my therapist, and um, and then I think, what is the name of the book? I read Reform Your Inner Mean Girl. And it made me to really start to think about the voices that I hear inside are mm. really, really part of me, but they're a part of me that was protecting me when I was a little kid. And I don't need to be protected like that anymore, right? Like I don't need to lash out. I don't need to lie. I don't need to exaggerate. These are things that I can let go of. Yeah. Um, they're not protecting me anymore. They're actually getting in the way. So it was probably between May and August of last year.
0: Real talk. What is the what is that inner monologue? Uh, what does it say to you?
1: Um, <laughs> sometimes it's that inner monologue, like when I would send a text to somebody, like you know, one of the guys that I was seeing, and they wouldn't respond back in a in what I would consider a timely manner, which is instantly, by the way. Um, Thank you. It was COVID, it's not like you're working. (laughs) Um, That I would just start to to feel these feelings inside, like, oh, he's talking to somebody else, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not sexy enough, I'm not enough.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And then I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, stop. You don't even know this person. You don't even like this person. And you know that if that person were as into you as you wanted them to be, that would be the biggest turnoff for you in the world. And you would walk away. And it was sort of in that moment where I'm like, oh my God, what have I become? What am I becoming? And how do I stop this?
0: 100%. Have you ever, have you ever not had that negative chatter in your head, that negative dialogue?
1: No, it's been there for as long as I can remember. And it's still there to this day. I, um, I think I was telling you, I was sort of looking for a part-time job, interviewed at several places, and I didn't get the job that, the job that I really wanted. And when I mm. called to ask for why, in the back of my head is like, I have a doctorate. What the hell else are you looking for? Like that mm. doesn't matter what it's in. I went and got it and I wrote some textbooks and like, and they told me, and it sort of made me laugh. They were like, we well, are overqualified and we don't want you to get bored. Oh, wow. And I thought, oh, it wasn't that I wasn't good enough. It's that now I'm too good.
0: That's also a limiting belief though.
1: Yeah.
0: That's also so a limiting it,
1: belief. It, yeah. And it's always these, I just want to be able to be and be happy with what I am.
0: No matter what the
1: no matter what that
0: is. Yeah, that but but that's the thing. There, there's a there's an inner peace that that happens when whatever happens, no matter good or bad that you can still stand in and grateful stand and standing stand in your power and stay and know that you're good enough no matter what. So right. e- even if you were to not get a job or to get a job, it doesn't mean anything. It, it doesn't mean anything in the long run. You don't get too high or too low. You can just be at peace with knowing who you are. You define, you can define who you are. You know what I mean? Instead of looking at, <laughs> you're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You that,
1: can What I'm starting to learn is that I define who I am, but I'm at the very beginning Mm -hmm. of really appreciating who I am. And that's that's been big.
0: Yeah, real talk. Real talk.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm excited to help you liberate yourself today on that. that, that (laughs) (laughs) What are you nervous about?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I guess I would say I'm nervous that. Everything's going to change again, and that would actually be okay.
0: So, what are you nervous about? <laughs> see that <laughs> the see, my my uh Kumu, my teacher, he taught me that there's a slight difference between nervousness and excitement. See, nervousness you feel right here, and excitement is around the oh, spot. yeah, you could be excited.
1: Yeah, I'm excited, it's all right here. <laughs> <laughs> i think we're just programmed to say we're nervous so you don't know how excited we are
0: yeah yeah right right sure <laughs> all right so
1: no all right
0: that can you hear that negative chatter in your, your mind right now
1: not right now not right now um give it two seconds i mean i'm sure <laughs> please
0: please give it give it a couple seconds give it a couple seconds and then okay. let me-
1: it is there all the time. Yes, it's, it's a very low hum back
0: there. Yeah. Okay. So just pay attention to that low hum. Let me see how much it silences after we do this process. Okay. All right. So uh, is it all right with your unconscious mind for you to release this uh, limiting belief of I'm not good enough today and for you to be aware of it consciously? Yes. Awesome. There's three things that you need to do in order for this to be a profound experience. Number one, you need to use your imagination. Number two, you need to follow directions.
1: Done. Got it. All
0: right. All right. Just like you follow a recipe or Google Maps. And then, that's, right?
2: Lost a lot. Then,
0: <laughs> that's maybe not Google Maps. <laughs> and number three is to trust the process. Know that I'm your guide and I'm going to be leading you through this easily and effortlessly. Okay. Awesome. Now, what is the root cause of this problem? Oh, wait a second. One more thing. Yeah. Let's go ahead and create that imaginary timeline. Uh, we did that before. Yeah. So, w- with your imaginary timeline, your pet, pa- what?
1: Yeah, so past and present.
0: P- past is to your
1: left,
0: present. P- uh, past is to your left, and future is to your right. right. Very good. Good job. You're smart because you're a doctor. I get it. I get it. Doctor. Yeah. Doctor. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, uh, um, what is the root cause of this problem? the first event, which when disconnected, that will cause this problem to disappear. If you were to know, when was the first time that you felt that I'm not good enough when you were just a little kid?
1: When my mom left and she didn't take me with her. How old were you? Seven, seven or eight. I was little. And when they got divorced, mom is the one that left and we stayed with our dad and that's the last place I wanted to be.
0: Still hurts, huh? Still hurts. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. The, the where can you feel it in your body?
1: Oh, like right here.
0: Yeah. All right. I, it,
1: almost like I've been punched.
0: Okay. Okay. Let's uh let's get rid of that.
1: Let's do that. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can go ahead and close your eyes and relax. And let me know when you're ready for the process to drop your baggage.
1: All right, man, let's do this.
0: All right. Now, as you use your imagination and follow directions, just imagine floating outside of your body as if though you are spirit or energy. And just imagine floating above yourself right here, right now. See the two windows behind you and the cat and the lamp. What is the floor? See the table behind you, the wall to your left, the door to your right, the screen in front of you, your pink shirt. Let me know when you can see yourself from a third-person point of view. OK. All right. Now, just imagine floating up above your timeline. And float deeper. And deeper and deeper into the past. Above that first event in which you felt as though I'm not good enough when you were just a little girl. And just hover above that event. As if though you were a spirit or energy. And just see the whole event as if though you were a fly on the wall. See your mom and your dad and yourself and anyone else involved. Let me know when you're there.
1: Okay, I'm there.
0: You're high above the event?
1: hmm
0: Awesome. Now stay right there. Don't move. Just stay right there, hovering above the event. And just ask your unconscious mind what it needs to learn from the event. The learning of which will allow you to let go of the emotions easily and effortlessly. Your unconscious mind can preserve the learnings so that if you need them in the future they'll be there just tell your unconscious mind to preserve the learnings this is an exercise of forgiveness and acceptance forgiveness for yourself and others and acceptance of yourself and others who do you have to forgive what do you have to accept who do you have to accept focus your attention upon how you're a survivor Hurt people hurt people. We're all doing the best that we can with the resources and consciousness that we have. We can't control anyone else's actions, but we can't control our response. We can grow stronger and wiser. Other people's actions have nothing to do with you. It's only a reflection of their baggage and whatever they're going through at the time. And we're better people than we were when those events occurred. You're a better person than you were when those events occurred. Very importantly, what is something positive and empowering you can tell yourself as that little girl and everyone else involved in the events, including your mom and dad, with the consciousness that you have today that will allow the emotions to evaporate like water on the concrete on a hot summer day? And as you preserve these learnings, the emotions are starting to dissipate more and more until they're all gone. Just let me know when they're all gone. All right. All right. Now, okay. with your eyes closed and you hovering above the event, tell me, what did you learn from the event?
1: That it had nothing to do with me. hmm like, it wasn't my pain. Mm-hmm. It, it was my mom's. Mm-hmm.
0: That's right. Now, with you looking at the event now, tell me, what can you learn from the event and take forward with you into the future to make you a better person?
1: I think that as a woman, this made me stronger, knowing that I can count on myself Mm -hmm. throughout the rest of my life, that I will be there for me.
0: Mm -hmm. That's right. Very good. Now, just imagine floating up above your timeline and float deeper and deeper. And deeper into the past above the dinosaurs during the prehistoric age let me know when you're above the dinosaurs it's
1: gonna take a minute take your time okay
0: awesome now as you're above the dinosaurs just imagine floating deeper and deeper and deeper into space towards space and the atmosphere connects and imagine your timeline is the size of a fingernail let me know when you're there okay All right. Now, just imagine floating there, weightless, in space, and ask yourself now, where are the emotions? Tell me, are they there or have they disappeared now?
1: Well, they're not there at all.
0: Awesome. Now, just imagine floating down inside the event, seeing through your own eyes as a little girl, check on the emotions. Tell me, are they there or have they disappeared now?
1: They're not there. It's just like... I'm watching it happen, but I'm
0: not involved. Awesome. Flow back above the dinosaurs and then float into space to where space and the atmosphere connects. Let me know when you're there. Okay. All right. Listen closely. Float very, very high above your timeline. Above each and every event in which you felt as though I'm not enough. From birth until now, in chronological order. Don't skip one event that has a charge on it. Preserve the learnings and let go of that feeling, that limiting belief that I'm not enough all the way back to now. Go. Okay. Awesome. Float down into your body and open your eyes when you're ready. Welcome back. Hey. (laughs) I've
1: been flying a lot in the past few
0: minutes. (laughs) All right. All right. All right. (laughs) All right. <laughs> what do you, you think of that? <laughs>
1: That's awesome.
0: Because
1: <laughs> it it just made me like being that high above just made me realize that yeah, none of that really had anything to do with me. Mm-hmm. Like that was all somebody else's baggage that they were trying to hand to me that I picked up. Whew. Man, (laughs) that was awesome. (laughs) I I feel lighter, like Mm -hmm. in my soul that I just accepted a lot of stuff that I didn't have to and I don't have to ever again. I don't have to fix anybody. Wow. Wow.
0: All right. All right. All right. Hey, so let's go ahead and test it out. Do you smell bacon? No. Yeah. It was I, I asked that question to get your mind off the meditation. Like,
1: no. <laughs>
0: it's like uh
1: like no. <laughs> hey, no, no,
0: should I? The, no, right, should I? <laughs> I, <laughs> I ordered you, it.
1: You send me some bacon. Some I'm Uber
0: eating. Eats is on its way.
1: <laughs> oh, bacon for me my puppy
0: um can you um oh how about this can you remember a time in the past in which you used to feel that old emotion and go back and notice if you can feel it or you may find that you cannot
1: well like i remember the incident but i don't feel the connection to it mm. Right. Like I remember when it happened, but I don't feel like thinking about it makes me go ouch anymore. Even that fir- I'm like, ouch out loud. But like I don't feel that gut pain of oh God, I did something wrong.
0: Right. Even that yeah. even that first time with your mom.
1: Not really. Dang. <laughs> no, it actually, like, the, I, and it's weird, because I remember what I was wearing mm. until about two or three minutes ago. And now I'm like, all I, all I remember is that it happened. And I was a kid.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How could any of that be my fault? Mm-hmm. Right, like, how could that be because of me? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Right,
0: exactly, exactly. Your puppy is going wild over there, (laughs)
1: having a blast.
0: See, like, congratulations, mom. I know.
1: (laughs) She's an emotional support animal, and Mm. like when I feel good, she does this.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. (laughs) That is proof right there on the drop your baggage (laughs)
2: pocket.
0: Right. (laughs) yeah, mama. <laughs> I want Go. so now I want you to imagine going out into the future to an unspecified time in the future and which if the same thing would have happened in the past you would have felt as though I'm not enough or I'm not good enough and see but it's the future now so see if you can find that old emotion or you may find that you cannot
1: i can't like i remember what it feels like it but i can't really put my hands on it
0: yeah yeah right congratulations you just released a limiting belief
1: thank you dropped that your baggage was, that was magical
0: <laughs> please so a lot of people on uh that are in the audience uh have not listened or not listened but uh, have not uh experienced the mental emotional release process tell them tell them about it
1: It's like, it almost feels like I've been walking around behind a screen Mm. that like I can't, or like a veil. So if any of you have ever been married and had that stupid piece of tool in front of your face, it's almost like that's how I was seeing and remembering everything. But now I'm, I can kind of see and feel and understand that that None of that had anything to do with, with me and Mm -hmm. nothing in the future is going to have anything to do with me because only I have to do with me. Mm -hmm. It's like, I know that there is an incident actually coming up on Sunday where I could potentially have that feeling, Mm -hmm. but going into it with this understanding that I, it's not about me, right? Like, and it doesn't. And it's not that it doesn't matter, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, right. Yeah. Grand scheme of things, if this date doesn't go well on Sunday, who gives a shit? I'm still gonna get dinner.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I've never gone into it like that. but I've never, I've never had that thought that, you know, I'm just there. I'm just there for me. I'm.
0: How would you go into it though?
1: Normally, I. You know like this is so dumb no it's not dumb it's just what would happen yeah exactly i, w- I would absolutely think about okay what how should i look for for this guy mm. what does he like what should i talk about how i'm like i should agree with blah 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 blah, blah, blah. yeah and now and now what? i'm like cool i can just show up and be who i am and it doesn't matter because if a relationship is going to be in my future, it's got to be the authentic me that shows up.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I might even take my dog. She's having a blast right now. (laughs) Izzy. What's up, mama?
0: So so, so you have a greater, uh, it seems as though you have a greater confidence.
1: I do. I kind of appreciate me.
0: What do you appreciate about yourself?
1: Everything that I have done to get here has really and truly made me who I am. Mm -hmm. And if that is too much for somebody else, that's their deal. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And, you know, I'm a badass. Mm -hmm. I'm a fighter.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, apparently.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I...
0: Hey, we're talking about literally. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, she's an like, MMA I'm a, fighter. Yeah, I'm an actual she, MMA fighter. She's so. an MMA fighter.
1: <laughs> I have like bruises all up both of my arms right now. That's all <laughs> I'm covered. I'm like, otherwise, <laughs> like, that girl just got the shit out of I
0: did. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. so, you're a fighter. What else? <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm a, a fighter. I'm smart. I'm funny. Mm-hmm. I'm beautiful.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm strong. I'm one hell of a person to have in your corner
2: mm-hmm.
1: and if somebody doesn't want me in their corner well shoot, i don't need to stick around i mean who cares if the sex is great i mean <laughs>
0: So hilarious
1: i'm single and 41 and in the best shape i've been in in a
0: long time yes yeah, i, I could dig that
1: it plays a part in my life right
0: I, now. i could totally dig it <laughs> i love sorry. it no at least no please don't be sorry i love it i love that you parents, uh, speak so um it's like you speak from the heart i love that yeah
1: yeah and i i just like that i'm not like I'm not living behind the belief that going into something new, I'm already not good enough.
2: Mm. Like
1: I'm exactly what and who I'm supposed to be. And tomorrow I'm gonna to be exactly what and who I'm supposed to be tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be a little bit different than today, but not entirely.
0: You, right? You, you might get better.
1: Oh shit. <laughs> you might. You might. You might. You might get better. <laughs> So I'm going to get better. Exactly. And you know, I think every day, even if there's a, even if I have a rough day, I'm still going to have this feeling of, you know, it's just, it's me. Mm-hmm. And every day I get to be me. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool.
0: How is that chatter in your mind?
1: It's kind of not really there. Like she's not talking uh she's scared
2: <laughs> she's scared <laughs> Which... <laughs>
0: So, like um you were able to tap into it way easier before yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: and now it takes like a bit of effort if anything
1: yeah like i'd have to should i think something traumatic would have to happen like right now for me to hear her right now but i mean like there's no negative self-talk at all if anything it's like audience applause
0: what about like uh when you if you were to text a a, a male friend of yours and he would have take his sweet time with texting you back
1: that may just piss me off because i am punctual panda but i don't think it's gonna make me think that he doesn't like me i am i'm punctual panda like, all
0: right G- shout out to gary v uh <laughs> the the uh, the uh i see i see so you but like punctual with texas though there is no punctu- punctuality to texts unless you are, have like a a thing like a certain thing right. that you guys are doing together
1: right that's true that's true like there's no for me, when I get a text, I reply immediately, but that's just me, yeah, and I think any like just right now, I'm like, "Oh, other people also live lives,
0: <laughs> yeah, and other people might not have the same expectations or standards that you have,
1: right, and I have to allow them to have the standards and expectations that they're gonna have if I'm allowed to keep mine a hundred percent, yeah. That will be a little bit more challenging for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, can, I can
0: do that. I'll have your back the whole way through. No worries. All else. right. All yeah. right. Okay. I got you. <laughs> yeah. Tell us yeah. about. So. So when you you were viscerally upset when you thought about that first event with your mom. Yeah. Tell us how that feels now. Like
1: Nothing. And I can see the whole thing in my mind like it can I can see it but it doesn't hurt like it doesn't almost bring tears to my eyes there's there's no pain that it's almost it really true it's like watching a movie that I'm not really paying attention to <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: like the, Hallmark uh, the Hallmark movies
2: yeah,
0: how was it um, how was the process with releasing it?
2: <laughs> you, are,
0: you are something else how was the process with, with releasing the the limiting beliefs or shifting your perspective
1: um, don't like me it was a little bit weird at first because like just getting getting out of myself I think yeah. was the was the hardest thing but like hearing you describe where I was was really helpful and sort of made me like I was able to I kind of felt I felt myself pull out of my physical body. Yeah. It was really interesting. And then flying to the left, like I actually felt my body shift and I'm like, whoa, (laughs) that was kind of cool. Um, And then we went even further back. I had to get kind of creative because I'm like, I don't Mm -hmm. really know what dinosaurs look like from the top. (laughs) Uh, And mine were all like in technicolor. Mm -hmm. Like crazy ass colors. I'm like, you know, they, so what? My dinosaurs are pink and glittery. I, that's
0: right. Don't matter.
1: He added acid. I don't know, but that's <laughs> what it, it kind of looked like to me. Or a Jackson Pollock kind of. Well, meeting.
0: what about the actual, like, when, as you go through your timeline and you release those emotions? How, how was that?
1: That was a little bit more difficult because there are a lot of them. Um, and like going through, there was, there was a part where I was like, okay, I know I wasn't triggered by every single one of like, so I'm going to group a couple together here in college. Like, I know that, I know that that hurt. And I know that I had those feelings, but I couldn't remember which one came before which.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And as I started to like go through and sort of, I actually felt um, like if you were to pick something up, like, a, like this.
2: Yeah,
1: that's sort of what it felt like <laughs> I was just like okay and like I don't have like this is not my shit these are mm. not this is not my luggage mm-hmm. like why have I been carrying this around God I'm going to save a lot on storage space
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you 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 shifted your perspective to notice that it's not about you you, you stopped but, taking things personally
1: right it's not about me because I, I didn't And more than that, it was not that it wasn't about me, but it wasn't my fault. Right. Right? Like, I didn't cause any of this to happen. The things that happened in my life happened for me to either learn a lesson or observe or be there for somebody else, but not to absorb all of the crap. Yeah. And I tend to just absorb all of the crap. And I don't think I'm going to have that problem anymore. It's awesome. Yeah.
0: Congratulations.
1: Thank you.
0: Yes indeed.
1: God, I feel like I just lost like 80 pounds.
0: <laughs> that's a lot of like weight off your shoulders that you have been carrying around.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Whew. Yeah. We got we, no worries. We got some work to do. I got yeah. you back.
1: Okay, good. Cause I'm yeah. like, well, let's let's get rid of all of them.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's there's a bunch that we can get rid um, of.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey,
0: it works so fast though that we can it do does. that once
1: like i'm i'm impressed because like i didn't i didn't come in with like any negative thought that it wouldn't work i was just like okay cool let's see what this feels like
2: mm-hmm.
1: but like this was really getting rid of the most painful one first it's like getting a bikini wax i mean like I get br- the hard parts first all right, fine. You go get a Brazilian, Charles. I'm cool.
0: I don't so, want a bikini wax. I'm cool. Y'all,
1: you know, <laughs> girls out there who have had that done, they do the most painful part first. I
0: love it. I love it. scream
1: for a second. You're like, Jesus. Okay.
0: Uh, <gasps> oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> it hurt that bad.
0: That, and that no. There's like too much this looseness and <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a good situation for guys, guaranteed.
1: Yeah, suck it up. <laughs> A
0: a lot of firsts on the Drop Your Baggage podcast with you.
1: Yeah, here you go. I am pleased. pleased.
0: Thank you so much for showing up for your divine appointment.
1: Thank you. Thank you for this. This was wonderful. Mm
0: -hmm. Do you uh, please leave us with some last words of wisdom before we tie this up?
1: Last words of wisdom. Wow. I mean, really, it's important to just be who you are. And if you're not going to be who you are. I mean, what's the
0: point?
1: Mm. Really, we've all got something to offer.
0: One hundred. Yep. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you all so much for your support and your your attention. I really appreciate you, and I really love you with all my heart. Uh, and of course, just thank you for tuning in to the drop your baggage podcast, where we talk to people that are dope, that can give you hope and teach you a technique that can help you cope. If you are on YouTube or Facebook, please consider hitting the like and subscribe button. And if you are on any podcast platform, give me brother five stars and, uh, give me some feedback. (laughs) Hey, until next time, take care of yourself and take care of one another. Peace. (laughs)